This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Have you ever walked out of a movie, like in the middle of the movie, just got up and walked out because it was just so bad? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk one zero seven one streaming live at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Uh, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, did the morning show, so he's not here. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you till three. Sonny's at the controls. There's a tumbleweed over here. There's a here. tumbleweed over here. <laughs> Mike, get on the mic. We yeah. don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's just that weird week. We you don't know what's going to happen. We we're not sure what did happen in that last segment. It's okay, <laughs> but we really do want to ask you the question: uh, Have you ever gotten up and walked out of a movie because it was so bad? We've got Megan on the line, and we're going to get to her in just a second. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to get in line behind Megan, but there's a reason we're asking, right, Holly? Right. So you might smell something in the vicinity, and that is the stinker that is Holmes and Watson out in movie theaters now. Now, you might not be familiar with this movie, but it is a Sherlock Holmes movie starring Will Ferrell and John C. Riley as Holmes and Watson. Apparently, Colleen, it is so bad. It now has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was sitting at 0%. The reviews... And then somebody took pity. Somebody took pity and was like, well, you know, maybe it wasn't the worst thing that I've ever seen in my life. However... That being said, people are sharing their experiences of going to see Holmes and Watson in the theater on social media. And many of those shares include stories of people walking out of the theater because Yikes. it is so bad. This movie is so awful. It wasn't screened for critics, so that's already a bad sign. Yeah. But every review just is just saying that Holmes and Watson is the worst movie of 2018 and people are getting up and walking out of the theater. There's here's a tweet from someone on the internet, literally never walked out of a movie before, but after witnessing the first 30 minutes of Holmes and Watson, I'm convinced Will Ferrell and John C. Riley should never be allowed to work again. (gasps) Somebody said they haven't walked out of a movie since Final Destination 5 back in 2011. I mean, However, the fact that you went to Final Destination I mean, 5. Maybe, maybe you should reconsider your life choices. Exactly. But Holmes and Watson has changed that. Other person said just walked out of a movie after just 10 minutes. Please give me back these precious seconds. Will Ferrell, Holmes and Watson stinks. So lots of people walking out in this movie wow. because it is just so bad. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Have you ever walked out of a movie? Let's go to Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi! Have you ever just gotten up and walked right out of a movie? Yes. So one Christmas, we were on um, holiday break from school. So my mom took us to see Spring Breakers, which had like Selena Gomez and Ashley Benson, all these like young teen stars that me and my brother, you know, were into at the time. So my mom took us and we were sitting there. And within the first like five minutes, there's topless girls. The (gasps) F-bomb is going off. It was beyond sexual and naughty and my mom a diehard catholic i thought was going to crutch her rosary and oh, die. No! Oh. <laughs> what and was so, the rating on that one i i think it was rated r i think she just didn't know because there was like disney stars in it oh sure, sure. So she, she didn't assumed. yeah yeah and we were we were older so she thought you know like if it was pg-13 obviously it'd be fine oh my god yeah but not a movie that you want to be watching with your mom in a movie theater in right no, and especially like James Franco going like method. Mm, oh. It was too much. Yikes. Oh, oh thank you, Megan. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that is awkward. one of those awkward moments, too, where like 
your mother is sitting next to you while you're looking at Selena Gomez topless. I don't know if she was topless in the movie, but I'm just saying like, yeah, awkward anyway, uh-huh. but then throw on top of that. Nobody was expecting it. And now mom's angry and oh. awkward. Uh, let's go to L. Hello, L. Have you ever just uh, gotten up and walked right on out of a movie? Me? Yes. 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 Hi, girls. How are you? Good. Good. What movie did Good. you walk out of and Why? I was with a bunch of, like, high school friends. We went to see this movie, which in the previews was, it looked like it was funny. And within the first five minutes, it was called Jawbreaker. In the first five minutes, all these girls had surprised their friend for her birthday. And were basically kidnapping her. And they shoved a giant, like, giant Jawbreaker in her mouth, covered her face, and shoved her in the trunk. And, like... Within five to seven minutes of the beginning of this movie, they open the trunk and the girl is dead in the trunk because she choked on this jawbreaker. Yep. And then the, I assume the rest of the movie was them trying to cover it up and figure out what to do. But it was anything but funny. And I walked out right after they opened the trunk and she was dead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. I am kind of sad that you did. Thank you. I'm kind of sad that you didn't see the whole movie because I actually remember thinking it was kind of a funny movie. Yeah, it was a very, very dark comedy. Very dark, like Heather's style. Yes, very. And it was, I think, trying to be like Heather's. Yeah, except in Uh, 1999. Exactly. Exactly. And Rose McGowan was in that movie. I forgot about that. I I remember thinking that there were some funny moments in that movie. Whoops. Uh, Let's go to Amber. (laughs) Hey, Amber. uh, Have you ever just gotten up and walked right out of a movie? Yes. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, when I was about 12 or 13, my girlfriend and I, um, went, she was a little bit older, so our parents let us go to Romeo and Juliet alone with uh-huh. the Leo DiCaprio. Yes. Oh, yes. And I wasn't into it because of the, the way that they were talking. And so I was, like, leaning, you know, on my hand. And this guy, at the beginning, before it started, he tried sitting right next to me when my friend was gone. So then he sat in a row right behind us and it was like empty um and there was people in that role well anyways during the movie i kept like noticing something out of the corner of my eye because my hand was on like the side of my head i wasn't paying attention to the movie anyways i looked back and he was um playing with uh, himself himself so- yes Yes, yes. And I kept like telling my friend Nikki and she was really into it. Finally, she looks back and she was mortified. So we got up and like walked out. We told the, you know, the um, people that worked there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got arrested. Oh, <laughs> wait, Amber. That, yes. So you didn't leave just because you weren't into the way they were talking in the movie. You no. had to leave because ish. Because he was, uh, yeah, playing with his flute. Ish, he was oh. playing my in the same row. They sat there. I don't know why, but yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thank you, Amber. Thank you very Thank you much, guys. Amber. I love you both. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. I feel right, like have a great I, you too. I feel like nobody wow. can top that. that. That took a that took a hard, weird turn. Hard left ne- turn. No pun. Uh, in, uh, pun no, in you intended that pun. No, Do not no, pretend. I, no, I did not. Yeah. I mean, one time I was at a movie theater and there was a guy in uh, in my assigned seat who was drinking Listerine and enjoying yeah. a little uh, pre-show libation. Uh huh. Which was the Listerine? Which was the Listerine. Okay. And, you know, I politely asked him yeah, to leave to, yeah. that seat. It was Nowhere Boy, the movie about John Lennon. Oh. It was a very nice. But, I wonder if she ever completed. No. Uh, Holly. <laughs> Holly. <laughs> the movie. Okay. 
Holly. Did she though? I'm guessing. It's a no. good one. It, I love that movie. I'm trying to save this. The way, only way to save this is to leave because the good news is uh, we're going to still talk about movies because Paul McGuire Grimes has arrived in studio to tell us what is in theaters on my talk 1071 after this. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies has joined us to tell us what is in theaters this weekend. Uh, you can find him on Paul's trip to the movies dot com. You can find his podcast on podcast one or wherever you get your podcast. Paul's trip to the movies. Also on his YouTube channel uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show is where he is right now. Thank you for having Hi, Paul. me. Hi, Paul. Hi. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. We were just talking in the break because Holly and I both saw Mary Poppins Returns this week. Yes. And I've seen you told it us about last now. week. Right. And we all loved it. Yes. It's so lovely and just lovely escapism. And you just feel warm in the heart afterwards. And Emily Blunt is perfect. So it's yes. practically perfect, perfect in, every in every way. way. Yeah. It is true. But that's not what we're here to talk about right. this week. The first thing uh, that you came to talk about, the first movie you came to talk about is If Beale Street Could Talk. This is the new one from Barry Jenkins. He was the writer and director of Moonlight that came out a couple years ago. We all remember that movie and hopefully loved it and saw it. This new one is based on the book by James Baldwin. It's about a young couple that's in love, Fanny and Tish, and they're celebrating, welcoming their first child. She is pregnant, and he is now accused of a crime. So how do they try to prove his innocence mm-hmm. when this white cop is out to get him? Mm-hmm. It takes place in 1970s Harlem, just kind of set the scene, and that's kind of the kickoff of what this story is. Okay, tell us about the cast. So you have Kiki James, Kiki Lane, who's brand new. She plays Tish. Stefan James, who people may know, is Fonny. And then Regina King, all hail Regina yes. King. Yes, yeah, we love her. Three-time Emmy winner, plays her mom. And then Brian Tyree Henry is all over the place right now. He's also in it in a small role. And can we also just really quickly mention, who would have ever thought Regina King... 227. From 227. Yeah. I mean, back in the day... <laughs> Like that she would be winning right. a massive award. And she, I hope, gets a Best Supporting Actress nomination for this. What she does in this movie is subtle. It's understated. But you cling to every word she says. The whole movie is very poetic and mm-hmm. soft. Even though it's dealing with racism and hard times and struggling to overcome what your environment is, which is something that we also saw in Moonlight. Yeah. Well, and, and also the, the writing of James Baldwin is, as you say, kind of poetic and soft as well. Yeah. And so that that sounds to me like the tone that this movie will take as well. There's a lot of things that you that's in the text, what the performer, what the actors do that you get. You don't need to. Barry Jenkins doesn't have to show these supposed scenes of what could have happened to Fani. Mm-hmm. We get that from what's being said. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. need to show that. Right. I really love that of what he's doing with it. It's that. very cinematic. It is. Mm-hmm, it's yes. very artistic. Ryan mm-hmm. and I were watching it um, last week and he's like, this is a really artistic movie. And I'm like, it is, but which is great. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't yeah. shove things in your face. Even uh-huh. though it's a hard topic, it's a hard movie to watch. This one has been getting a ton of awards, but it is. I mean, the Golden Globes are in two weeks. Um, we got Oscar nominations in a month or at the end of January. I guess that's coming up. Yeah. So start with this one. I mean, hopefully people see it and can get the buzz rolling. And word of mouth. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say how many tickets. I'm giving it four and a half out of five. It's on my top ten list. Wow, that's awesome. Coming out soon. 
Okay, really quick question about this, just because I'm curious. Um, what is what is the is there like a method to the madness of of releasing a movie in this close proximity to award season? Oh yeah. Okay. Because so, when you think about how when nominations are coming out, what's in the the social media verse, what people are watching and seeing, it then the more that we're talking about these right. movies and seeing them, then voters that are watching their screeners at home are like, oh, I've heard a lot of things about Vice, if Beale Street, I better go and watch that, right? And hopefully nominate it because I because even I'm like thinking about some of the ones that have been nominated for awards i'm like that came out this year that it's been so long been, i mean there are exceptions to the rule sure. like black panther that's black that Klansman, is the one that i'm thinking of which is great right because right. those can, came out in february august uh, yeah yes. and it's good that we're reaching beyond just the december christmas release for our oscar mentality yeah that's true that's a good thing okay well okay so four and a half ticket subs yeah. for if beale street could talk let's talk about vice that's the other one you mentioned it's another heavy hitter lots of award season buzz and I didn't care for it at all. Ooh. So, yeah, I've got strong pe- feelings for this one. So it's a look at Dick Cheney and his rise to power, starting with the Nixon administration and how he became to be George W. Bush's vice president. Mm-hmm. And all the years in between that, that kind of built up who he was as a man under Donald Rumsfeld, how Lynn Cheney played a factor into that. This is from Adam McKay, who wrote and directed it. He did the big short, yep. Anchorman, Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your divisive opinion, Paul, that you yes. did not like this at all. I feel like either people are love this movie, yeah, or they hate it. So you, I did well, not care for it. And did not care. Yeah, did, yeah, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with my thoughts on who the Cheney's are as people. Yeah, yeah, like I agree with Adam McKay's thoughts, and he makes it very clear. It's a very cynical look at who they are as people, and it's so in your face. All of the imagery, the text, the like direct to camera talking at some point, the it's like it's so many metaphors that he's throwing at you to like drive it into your head of how he feels and how he thinks you should feel about them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're kind of it's too aggressive. It's so aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's like, I agree with you, but like, let the audience figure it out too, or like, let us in on having our opinion about it with the facts that you're trying to tell us about who these people were. Interesting. Interesting. And he does definitely connect it to Trump almost as if you weren't paying enough attention to the Cheney's. Now we have Trump. Okay. In a way. Okay. You know, there's a lot of the, the text that he uses, he's using a lot of Trump words with the Cheney with the Cheney story to kind of drive it all together. Interesting. Sure. And you okay. have big names in this movie. That's too. what I was gonna ask about. So talk about performances. Christian Bale is Dick Cheney. He's actually excellent. You know, he is he captures Cheney in a way that I don't think is transformation or caricature. He is so grounded in the way that Christian Bale does. Mm-hmm. You then have Amy Adams as Lynn Cheney. And I think it's a very one dimensional performance. Hmm. And but that's the problem with the writing, too, is that it spans so many years that you clip along from scene to scene that you don't really sit and dive into anything. Sure. You hate Lynn Cheney when you're watching this movie. Oh, wow. And how she acts toward Dick and everyone else around them. And Adam McKay, as a filmmaker, wants you. Yes. To hate Lynn he Cheney. wants you to hate Lynn Cheney. And then you have Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld, very much a caricature performance. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's his point. Maybe a lot of these performances are caricature and over the top as what Adam McKay is trying to do. But then Christian Bale is also very grounded in the realistic portrayal. So it's like, which way, which way do you want to go, Adam yeah. McKay? Do you want to go well, in the subtle or do you want to go in the in satirical? Over the, well, and and that's sort yeah. of how I feel about it, even just knowing that Adam McKay is involved in it, is because he's done a little of everything. Right. 
And so I don't even know, hearing that he's associated with this, what I'm, what I'd be walking into, what to expect. It's too much. Yeah. You know, like you can make your point very subtly and he Uh doesn't do that at all. Uh You can, he has this whole like fly fishing metaphor. He also has these teacup metaphors. He's talking Shakespeare, you know, so. Shoot. Okay. How many tickets? Two out of five tickets. It's getting ton of award buzz and I don't agree with it at all. Okay. Well. There Could you, you stay and give us more I would reviews? You've yes. got another one on the deck. Yeah, because I do want to hear about Bird Box, which is streaming. So that's something you can watch yes. sitting on your own couch on Netflix. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. We decided that we were having so much fun talking about movies with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. You can find him on his website, on his podcast. On his YouTube channel. He's, he's all over the place. He's the everywhere. World. But right now he's on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. And uh, Holly and I decided we would keep you yes. uh, because we were enjoying talking about movies with you. So, Paul, the other movie, and this is like, I was actually just talking about this movie last night um, with some people. I don't know. I did not hear a lot about this movie before it came out. Now I'm hearing it talked about a lot. Is Bird Box. Bird Box. So it's a new Netflix original movie. I mean, they are cranking out their movies. They really are. Whether it's for award consideration or not, it's just like they want to be in on the movie game and they mean business. And this is called Bird Box, and it's a thriller, post-apocalyptic. It's based on a book, actually. Um, And it stars Sandra Bullock, and she plays a woman who is... When the movie is open, is she's taking two kids downstream blindfolded to get to safety. And what you find out prior to that is that there's this big unnatural force that is causing these mass suicides. Mm-hmm. And there's a group of survivors that are holed up in this house. And then it jumps to them sanding these two kids down the river. So you're like, now what happened to all the other survivors in this house? Why is it just Sandy and the two kids that are left? Hmm. Right? So it's kind of one of those like, the less you know about this, the better. Okay, so, um, okay, I have like a thousand questions and I don't want to ask all of them because like you said, the less you know, the better. Um, But is it literally for the most of the movie just her and the kids in the boat? No, it's not. I mean, you would think that kind of by the trailers because that's a lot of what the trailers is. But the movie does a good enough job of going back and forth between them and like the present day and then the days and the event that happened in the days following. You also have Trayvante Rhodes from Moonlight, John Malkovich, Jackie Weaver, uh, you know, a slew of actors that are playing these people hold up in the house. Okay. You also have a couple of people that are pregnant at the time. Ah. So what's going to happen to these two babies? Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm. Right. I don't and, know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So, and then knowing that supplies are short in this house, mm-hmm. they need to survive. But if they go outside and if they open their eyes, they may risk dying from right. this force. From whatever this force is. So sure. how do they either get outside blindfolded or make their way around? It's based on the book by Josh Mallerman, if anyone read it. Uh-uh. That was written years ago. Okay. So the thing is, it's getting a lot of comparisons to A Quiet Place. That's what, well, in that, that movie, yeah. they don't Immediately, talk. that is what that's what that triggered in my yeah, mind. It's an easier frame of reference. Right. So it's like kind of like that meets the revenant because it's a lot of outdoors, survival, uh-huh. nature, and then like the walking dead too. Or is huh. it like the happening, the M. Yeah. Night Shyamalan movie where the trees take over? No. Don't the trees kill people in that movie? I saw that I like did years you? ago. And then you and wiped barely, it out of your brain. Barely saw it. I mean it like wiped it clear M. from Shyamalan. My, Can we just that was like, in his well, bad period? Yeah, let's uh-huh. like let's hit the pause button on the bird box on bird box and we'll get back to your rating on that and a couple other things on that. And let's just have this moment with M. Night Shyamalan. 
I feel like M. Night Shyamalan had like a Ryan Murphy moment, <laughs> meaning Ryan Murphy does this thing with um, his TV shows oh. where they start strong and then they go off. On a weird tangent, mm-hmm. and then they never find their way back unless he's been given a really good narrative and he has to follow that narrative. Never you give got, a second season to Ryan. No, Murphy. don't do it because yeah. it's over. You got 10 episodes to tell the Versace story or the OJ story. It, that's yeah. it. Do it. Yes, he can do that because he has the narrative. He has, he has, he has to work in that, in yeah. that box. Yeah. But M. Night Shyamalan did the same thing. First couple movies, super strong. And then suddenly it was just like, what are we watching? Yeah. But he's back now because he did The Visit, which is about the the kids going to visit their grandparents. That was great. And then last year, two years ago now, he came out with Split, one with James McAvoy and all the personalities he had. Oh. And then this coming year, in a couple of weeks, we're taking that James McAvoy character and then bringing him into the Unbreakable universe with Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson. So oh. it's this mashup movie that comes out in a few weeks. Yeah, it's okay, called well, Glass. Glass. Well, I hope mm-hmm. that works out. I think it's going to. <laughs> okay. I just, well, I just am <laughs> hoping that there are people there to check him and just be like, <laughs> yeah, M... That's not your best work. Yeah. Or, right. you know, you can go forward with this Never one. follow a hippie to a second location. Never give Ryan Murphy a second season of anything. I mean, these are important things to know. And please, like M. Night Shyamalan. patriotic music should yes. come into play there with the exactly. crowd. The eagle sword. Uh, well, how many tickets so stuff coming back out of to five Bird Box? Out of Bird Box. I mean, it's one of those where it was like, I have no idea where this is going. But I kind of love that because yeah. now yeah. I'm not predicting the ending. Then the reveal happens at the end. You're like... Oh, that was clever. Uh, I didn't see that coming. Okay. So do you feel like the reveal at the end is satisfying? It was satisfying for me. Okay. For sure, yeah. Okay, and how is Sandy? As an I mean, ex- she's great. Yeah. She's a very maternal kind of actress. You believe her in any sort of mm-hmm. mom role, and she gets to do that here. And we're not seeing, we're not used to her in this type of a physical role yeah. as well either. I like that she's kind of playing with that. Again, I, the, the thing I find so bizarre is like, I all suddenly out of, it was like out of nowhere, everybody was talking about this bird box. Cause it didn't get a lot of press before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you can, because now you can watch it and something that you can casually watch at home. I well, think that's really working. I'm sort case. of wondering is the reason why, because it is on Netflix. Is that why? Because other movies will see them promoted through trailers there was a trailer highly this advertised. summer for the film. And then Sandra Bullock was doing red carpets, I feel like, for a couple of weeks. But she was doing a lot of press in Europe for this movie, for Bird Box. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just drops. But I think that's just marketing for films in general in the way that yeah. films are marketed. Either it's the Disney model of marketing a film, mm-hmm. which is a long two and a half year tease. <laughs> yeah. you know, And then the big, huge rollout. And you could see that with Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. And if you guys notice, before Mary Poppins returns started to play they actually had Lin-Manuel Miranda and Emily Blunt saying oh thank you very yes. much for coming to see Mary Poppins returns <laughs> very formal in its marketing yes, and right. that was a very deliberate old school way of presenting a film or it's like this where it's just you feel like it's dumped out there yeah but there's so much to pay attention to yeah and Netflix I think is shelling out a lot of their money on Roma right now which uh, is the, yes. the Alfonso Cuadron right. movie I mean I can just tell you from first hand experience how much stuff I've gotten for Roma oh really Maria. oh oh yeah I mean, do you okay. get like like can openers? And uh, no, stickers I got a, I got or? a pillow. Ah. I got a massive coffee table book. Tons of other things. I mean, the movie, of course. Like wow. just 
They're, they Oh, yeah. Chocolates. Really wow. good Mexican chocolates. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So there you that. Go. <laughs> I have a folded piece of paper for you, Paul. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There you go. That's all you oh, get. there's a fortune That's here that I can do. No. That's all the swag we there's get here nuts. on the Colleen and Bradley no Show. No swag here. Um, you know, so one of the things that, uh, that we were talking about yesterday here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, Holly and Sonny and I were talking about um, the, the new Jordan Peele movie, Us. Oh, so he dropped this little nugget. It's from Blumhouse on Christmas Day. And yes. If you need to escape from your family on Christmas Day, you went into the, the into your bedroom like I did. You popped in that trailer for us, and you were taken on a ride. Well, I mean, you were escaping from your family and realizing that there were other families that maybe were right. having a little so bit you more got of a Lepita, horror yeah, experience. Lupita Nyong'o and then <laughs> Winston Duke, who was in Black Panther, they are the they're the couple in this movie. It's about a family, and it's from Jordan Peele, who did Get Out. And as you're watching it, he's making a name for himself and with making original horror movies which you don't get a lot anymore yeah and the whole premise i mean if get out was about racism this is about how we are our own worst enemies Mm -hmm. because you see this family and then they meet these people in masks that are themselves yeah i mean the concept is is crazy crazy and you know we talked about this a little bit yesterday about the fact that you know jordan peele sonny said jordan peele looks slightly unhinged like when you see him, there's like a little he bit. Has, of, he has a sinister smile. He has a sinister <laughs> smile. Right. Yes, yes, and like that. She, you know, she was like, I just, I don't know what's going on there. But, but you, but th- there's like a genius to that because he has dreamed up these bizarre universes mm-hmm. um, that we saw in Get Out, and now we're going to see in Us. And what he brings into the horror genre that we haven't seen a lot of is we've seen psychological thrillers. Right. We've seen just, you know, what's behind the door type. What's behind the shower curtain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. just scaring, scaring you for scaring sake. This is like a, there's always a social element to this mm-hmm. um, that is fascinating that brings it to a different sort of level. Right. That I think is it's smart. Kind of It elevates genius. the horror genre. It does. Yeah. Because we see it in other genres. Right. We see that social element being woven through other I mean, genres. Black Panther. Yes. Disney Marvel. Superhero. Yeah. And so why not in the horror genre? Exactly. If it's giving us something to think about. And what is he toying with, too? I mean, if you look at the poster for us, you see it says like a new nightmare from Jordan Peele. New Nightmare was the title of one of the Nightmare Before Elm Street movies. Ah, and then yes. the hands are holding scissors and she's got like a, a glove on, which kind of looks like a Freddy Krueger glove oh. and knives. So I don't know if that is just film Twitter reacting and trying to well, find clues or if that's like... A, if that is a pointed Jordan Peele thing for us nerds out there. Well, you know, and the interesting thing, if you're going to go totally film geek about Wes Craven's new nightmare, is that it's a Freddy Krueger movie that takes place about the making of a Freddy yes. Krueger movie. So you have so, Heather Langenkamp yes, playing, playing, her s- playing herself, self. Wes Craven yes. playing himself. Yeah. And how does Freddy Krueger from Our Nightmares make it into this movie making? Yeah. It was a very meta movie before mm. you made meta movies. Yeah. Okay, well, you guys just blew my mind. <laughs> yes, way to go, Holly. Yeah, and it's not easy to do. Wait, no, it is. Um, well, thank you, Paul, for coming and staying for two whole segments thank and talking you. about movies with us, even when we threw you for a loop and talked about I one we weren't even ready to talk about. I love it. Uh, and we will talk to you again next week. Yes? yes, I'll be here. Okay, good. Any idea what's coming up? I'm going to do the top 
top movies of 2018. Oh, fun. Okay. Good. Yes. good, good, good. Because we are still uh, getting ready for award season and we need to be ready for it. Yes. But uh, you all have your marching orders. Uh, if Beale Street could talk and Vice, you can skip. And mm. then while you're at home, you can watch Bird Box. Exactly. That's easy. You can totally. just watch you that tonight. You don't even have to put on real pants no. to do that. <laughs> no, you don't not. have to. Jammies all the way. Yes, yes, exactly. Sit on your couch in your fat pants. All right, when we come back, it is time for the Throwback Live. Donnie's going to come in hopefully give me a point on my talk 107.1 as fall fills up with activities and obligations even a small time saver can feel like a big help grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear concise communication easier than ever so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners social events and fall weddings grammarly is free to download and works where you do so every project gets finished quicker make sure your writing is free of mistakes with grammarly's free comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 